No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Ketchup Sports Talk v. Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me, as always. Bears take a devastating L. 31-28 to the Denver Broncos at home. Blow a 21-point lead. You know, already know. We're jumping right into it. Big Nick the Quick. What's happening? How we feeling, man? I'm actually I'm actually live from the Mile High City, man. I had to I had the Oh yeah, you're in Denver. I'm That's in right. Denver. So I had the pleasure of watching the game at, at about eight thousand feet yesterday with a mix of uh, Bears and Broncos fans, man. So saw it all. Saw it all. Yeah, so, it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it was all bad. We we could uh, <laughs> you know what's funny, man. We can talk about the stat. We can talk about Justin's first half. We can talk about just there. You go. That looks good. Overall, just what transpired in the game. It just talks. It's just such the. It was just such the perfect ending to the bigger picture and exactly what's going on at Hallis Hall. You have the whole Chase Claypool thing, and let's open. I'm gonna. I want to <laughs> open with that. Who fucking cares? why he was there or if he was there or whose decision it was or who it wasn't. And the fact that Eberflus didn't know what to say and had didn't know how to respond to simple questions of who sent him home, who said he, who, who told him he was going to be inactive. When did we know for him to be for whose decision was it for him to be tripping up over those questions is a clear indication he doesn't have control of what's going on with the team in the roster, doesn't know how he wants to approach things, doesn't know how to react to things, doesn't know what he's doing. It's a lack of control. It's a lack of control. It also tells you that coming from the top, the messaging isn't clear. Usually when incidents like that happen, the organization knows exactly what the response is going to be so that you avoid a situation where like this, where you have to say something on Sunday and then come out Monday morning after an embarrassing loss and clarify what you said. So, I mean, yeah, from top to bottom, it's just a mess. Um, you add that on top of the game. It's like, yeah, just like you said it, man. It's just overall um, indicative of what's going on at Hallis Hall as a whole. It, it's a disaster over there. It's a mess. And uh, the Bears, like I said last week, man, we're in full laughingstock territory. We've been in full laughingstock territory. Let's, um, let's talk about the game. 31-28, Bears at one point going into the fourth quarter. Essentially, the start of the fourth quarter. We're up 28 to seven. They just give up a TD to make it essentially a two touchdown game going into the fourth quarter. Start of the fourth quarter, at least 14 plus minutes left in the fourth quarter. At one point, you can get the Broncos at plus 1500 live to win the game. After they went up 14 points, you could tweet or not tweet. You could get the you can get the Broncos at plus 800 live if you wanted to take just the money line. I was, I was with a guy who yeah, I was with a guy who took it at plus six hundred. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 opportunities were there. We started to at twenty eight fourteen. I started to send the messages of we have a real shot at blowing this. The discourse around the Bears on Twitter and everyone I, I had talked to was like, "Man, we finally got a W." It was almost like the game was over. Justin Fields played extremely well. He is now uh, these are he's showing the flashes of what we expect from from a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I had this, I started to have this creeping feeling of this game is far from over. We know the defense can give up chunks of yards at a time. I, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to rip off 14 points here and at least get to overtime. 
and they didn't even need overtime to get the W. Talk to me about your feelings on the game overall. Before we get into what we're going to do next, because that's where we're going to spend the back half of this. Talk to me about the game overall. Where are you at on Fields' performance? Played sensational through four touchdowns. Set the record for Bears completions in a row at 16. I believe tied the the, the record for completions in a row. Then yeah. goes on to turn the ball over in a really tough spot. Eli was harsh in the group chat about um it's about it's about the clearest the the easiest giveaway you can have. I, I thought that was extremely harsh. It was a tough turnover with his back to the defense, and then as soon as he turned around, there's a rusher in his face. Talk to me about the game. Talk to me about the performance from Justin Fields, and then um, we can get into what we'll do after that. So, so let's get out the way. Like I said, I'm out here watching it in Denver, and I, I'll, I'll start with this. The Denver Broncos are an absolutely horrendous football team from a defensive perspective. So um, <laughs> Justin Fields did what was there, right? You can only play who you're going to, who you're supposed to play against, so I'm not going to fault the opponent. He took, he took advantage of everything that they were giving him. Um, the soft coverage, the blown coverages. I mean, he was taking advantage of everything that was there. That's 100% what you want to see from him. Like you said, he set the record for completions. Would have had it if he didn't have the Hail Mary at the end of the game. So the Bears came out firing. I love the running game. I love the play calling. I loved everything they were doing. You and me were both critical on the touchdown pass to DJ Moore. That should have been just an easy six. There was no reason he needed to throw that up and outside and have more extended that and that we go need to go to a challenge for it. But, yeah, man, the Bears couldn't have started off the game any better. I will say this. The whole time, I was thinking two things. Number one, this is against a really, really, really bad defense that seemed to have quit on its defensive coordinator and head coach because some of the things that the Broncos were doing in the first half and the blown coverages and just allowing DJ Moore to run free or whatever it was and uh, the missed tackles and all that, it just looked like a team that gave up 70 last week and decided that their season is over. So I kind of had it with a grain of salt. But just like you, I had the same feeling. I'm like, I don't feel like this is a guaranteed W, especially coming out the half especially once the offense started to slow up, then you get that massive turnover. And yeah, it might not be the worst turnover I've ever seen, but it was a huge turnover in a terrible spot. Um, you can blame it on the offensive line, but fact of the matter is you cannot get rid of the ball there in that situation. And once that happened, I knew I was like, this is, this is going to be tough. Like we could talk about that fourth down call. I have no issue with him going for it. If you're 0-3 and you need some momentum and you're trying to get a dub and you were rolling offensively in the first half, I have no problem with you going for it on fourth and one. I do have a problem with you giving it to Khalil Herbert on a shotgun draw that you had just ran two plays earlier um, right up the middle when the defense is clearly set up to stop that. So the issues with me, man, I mean, yeah, Fields did great, but when it mattered, he blew the game for us. It's the fumble and the interception. The coaching staff didn't help. Ah, that's so harsh. Blow the game. Blow the game is – the reason we were in the game is because of him as well. Right, absolutely. But he took us out of the game at the end. You can't have two turnovers in that spot. When you're trying to protect the lead, all you need to do at that point in time is protect the lead. And when you turn the ball over twice, you can't do it. So, I mean, that's that. I mean, I I, I get that he played lights out in the first half. But again, um, it's a four quarter game and I'm not I'm not here for that. The first half performance from Justin Fields was sensational overall on the game. I think it's a it will go down as a really good performance for Justin Fields. Now, let's be clear. I believe. It was more going against the Denver Broncos than Justin Fields and Luke Getze finding some type of rhythm and Getze and those guys are now on the same page. Through four weeks, this is the worst Denver Broncos defense of all time, according to DVOA. 
the Denver Broncos defense is that bad. We talked about it last week. Coming up tonight, Seahawks play the Giants. The On third down, the Bears are the worst team in the NFL coming into this week, giving up a first down at 60%. <laughs> the Seahawks were 31st at 57%. The Broncos are like middle of the pack, lower, lower half of the pack, but it's because they're not even getting to third down. People are picking up chunks on first and second down. This Denver Broncos defense is absolutely horrendous. I got a and, quick stat that they gave last yesterday. So through from the start of the Broncos game through halftime yesterday, the Denver Broncos have given up 91 points and 997 yards of offense. Through two first it's 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 ridiculous. And through two first halves, Nick, they had given up one incompletion. Tua the week when they hung when they hung 70 up, Tua had had no incomplete passes at halftime. Justin Fields had one incomplete pass, and it was a Hail Mary at the half. Yep. Anyone can do absolutely anything on this Broncos defense. So, for me, it was still a great performance, and you got to play who's on the schedule. But this gets no type of extra love on the offense as a whole. The design, Getsy, Fields, still tons of issues overall. It was more the Broncos defense being an absolute – no hyperbole, one of the worst defenses I've ever seen to start a season than me th- me leaving me coming away from the game that Justin Fields and Luke Getze are now somehow putting it together. Now, let's talk about the turnover because I think even you're being harsh. Play action on first and 10, which I love, by the way. I love being aggressive on first down. Run the boot, run the run the, uh, run the play action. And also, Justin Fields talked about it in the presser. He said, we have a no-sack policy on naked bootlegs. If we call a naked bootleg, I have to get rid of the ball. I have to do something. I can't take a sack. Of course, a sack is better than giving up. <laughs> so is the alternative taking a fumble? The, the no of course, of co- I knew you were going to say some goofy shit like that. Of course, want to hear that shit? The the there's a no sack policy, so which is which makes sense. He's just trying to get rid of the ball. He makes his first mistake of the game, and 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 in that it just happened to be an insanely bad spot to give up a scoop and score. It's a fumble. I still don't mind him trying to make a play, not, not not taking the sack and trying to get rid of it. It ends up being a scoop and score. It's a very unlucky play, if we're being completely honest. That that's that mistake, he's made a lot of mistakes over the years and even to start this season. I think that's way at the bottom of the list, if we're being completely honest. I think the interception to close the game was worse than the fumble. The interception was, a, was awful. The interception but was when you add that, But my point is, when you add that on top of the fumble, you can't sit here and come away from the game and say, I'm not putting that on Justin. Like, yeah, okay, I understand they have a no-sack policy. I understand that it's his responsibility to try to get rid of the ball in that situation. I understand I'm not that saying the, it's not on Justin. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But either way, we talk about it all the time, man. It's a game of moments. It's a game of, you know, specific moments that dictate the outcome of the game. And in that spot right there, right, with Denver coming back, with the momentum in their favor, to have them get a pick six in that moment. I'm sorry, not a pick six. I'm sorry. Uh, the scoop and score sack fumble in that moment. 
was absolutely devastating, man. It's the one spot where you cannot make a turnover. And then you add that to the end of the game pick. And I can't come away from this game and say, hey, because Justin Fields was lights out in the first half against literally the worst defense I may have ever seen in my entire life, um, that he's somewhat absolved for what happened in the second half or it's not all on him. I get it, man. We can go hours on this coaching staff and all the mistakes that they made, but he's got to go out there and execute, man. He's got to go out there and execute. Period, point blank. If it's any other quarterback, you might be killing. I would ask you this. If Daniel Jones fumbles in that spot right there, what are you saying? If Matt Ryan fumbles in that spot right there, what are you saying? I mean, Matt Ryan's never going to run a naked bootleg in his life, but you know what I'm getting at, man? Like, again, just, I get it, man. There's a a thousand different things you can say. Oh, it's, you know, this happened, that happened. This is what he's thinking. That's what he's thinking. The fact of the matter is he fumbled the ball. They scored a touchdown. That ended up leading to us blowing this game. That we were already on our way to blowing. You got to protect the football in that situation, man. Sure, sure. It's it's just extremely harsh to to say that's like for example Zach Wilson last night on Sunday Night Football dropping the snap is a way worse turnover than what Justin Fields did. His just ended up. His just happened to go for a scoop and score. So if we're, if we're using saying? Zach Wilson as a basis of comparison, no, 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 but yeah, that's my point. If that's what we got, if we got, if we got to point to a Zach Wilson mistake to bring up Justin Fields. We're in a really tough spot here. And I get, I, I'm, yeah. So I try, I'm trying not to be negative on him, man, because I don't want to make it seem like I don't understand that everything around him is bad. And that really makes it hard for you to develop as a quarterback. Like, I fully get that. This organization is shit. This offensive staff is shit. Our head coach is shit. Um, last year, you pretty much punted on a year for him, uh, which I think hindered his development. You haven't won a game in 13 consecutive games. Like, it, it's terrible around him. And it's really hard to develop a quarter, develop as a quarterback in that situation. But again, man, I'm not gonna let him off for his mistakes. You gotta give, you gotta play better there. You gotta play better there. Sure, I agree. But it was a very unfortunate spot that he goes for a scoop and score. That was a that was one of his least egregious turnovers. I, I'll say that. And then let's go to the pick to end the game. He talked about. Him, it was almost like Justin Fields heard Mahomes and Komet or Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey talk about how they go off feel, and if they see a certain coverage, maybe they'll sit down or they'll they're on the play sheet. They're supposed to he's supposed to break in left, but he's going to break out right because that's what the spot calls for. In the press conference, if you go back and listen to Justin Fields, he explains how essentially. He thought Komet was going to sit down in the opening and Komet stayed true to the play call and went left. That, you guys are not on that level yet. That connection, that connection is not there. That's on you, the quarterback. You, that's on the quarterback. You run the fucking play that's called. You, you run need, the play yeah. that's called. The, the, the freelancing and trying to do something. Essentially, you haven't had that connection ever all season to, to try to do that in a spot where you're trying to go down and run a two minute drill and get six to win the game is inexcusable. That turnover is a lot more egregious to me than a free rusher coming off the edge, <laughs> turning your back on a play action and trying to get rid of it and fumbling the rock. And why do we look at Mahomes and Kelsey and before that Mahomes and Hill, the way that we do is because their ability to live off script and execute at a high level off script is what makes them special. 
but we are not we can't execute on script let alone off script so <laughs> right. you, you know what i'm saying right. like you're not right. you're not in a position and again i'm not i don't love all the play calling but you're not in a position to go out there and start going free willy you know what i mean so um yeah that that's ridiculous i did not hear that that's the explanation that he gave um and i appreciate the honesty but that, that's that's not where we're at man we're we're nowhere near there if he's supposed to sit down on the route um i'm sorry if he's supposed to keep going on the route then that's what the route calls for. You can't just anticipate that he's going to know that you want him to know that you're going to sit down. You guys have not been in those types of situations. That connection yet. is not there. Like yeah, that. You, that connection is not, not there. You guys have played 20 games together. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. So, again, that, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, these these types of things cannot happen. These to, types of things cannot happen. Before and it's, we, easy, it's easy to zero in on the fourth and one call to go for it. And I have my own thoughts on that, which I, which I kind of elaborated on earlier. But again, there was a lot of other shit that went into that. Well, we, let's talk. I, I didn't get my, I didn't get to chat about the fourth and one because I, I, I love the call to go for it. Love it. Fucking tuck it in and close the game out. Now, if you go back and look at fuck, fuck fourth down third on five. third and on third and five, I'm assuming you know it's two down territory. So, I guess running the ball up the middle, because Herbert was rolling, and Eberflus talked about that in the press conference. At that stage in the game, that confidence, the running game was moving the rock, and, and Juice Herbert was moving. Now, when it's third and five, you're going in, you're on, you're in the red zone. To take the ball out of your best player on offense hands two times in a row is inexcusable. We've talked about this over and over and to over. To run the same play. At, at nauseum that when you let Justin have an option, there's more options to pick up the first, period. If you run an ISO or a power on third and five, and you don't pick it up. It was a draw. No, the then fourth had, and one. The fourth and draw. one was a was a was a uh, it was a read option. Justin said, so he that had was a the draw. Op- he had what the option. You- he had the option to pull it, but he said, you know, backside pressure. No point pressure that game. that looked like a read option to me. It looked he, like a he, halfback draw. It did. It did look like a halfback draw to me <laughs> as well. But that's what I Justin enough, said. I played enough man to know what a halfback draw looks like <laughs> on the shotgun. But that looked like a halfback draw. Either way, okay. if it wasn't if it was a read. It looked like Justin was giving that bitch up the whole way. Regardless. That, that was kind of what he yeah, saw, right? Yeah, yeah. So my my be- my biggest beef on that is give your best player, your most athletic player, your most dynamic player a chance on third or fourth down. Yes. He cannot not see the rock two plays in a row yes. in a must-need put Justin Fields against damn near anyone in the NFL, the most athletic league you can argue versus the NBA in the world, one-on-one to the edge, I'm almost taking Justin Field versus everyone. And it doesn't matter if they know it's coming. Right. That's the other thing. It doesn't matter if they know it's coming. Who cares? It, you're Again, you're banking on his athleticism. You're banking on a guy who rushed from 1,200 yards from the quarterback position last year. You're banking on a guy who has this capability. But instead, yeah, you you handed up the middle to Khalil Herbert. And again, yeah, like you said, Herbert was rolling yesterday. Yo, but Nick, I hate that play call. Twice. Yeah, twice. I've and then never, in, between yo, that, in between that, you burn a timeout on the hard count. 
Exactly, which didn't which make any sense. Didn't make any sense at all. If, if we're did. being honest here, no one. Let's talk about the hard count real quick. When is the last time someone has fallen for the fourth and super short hard count in the NFL? Like everybody knows. Well, well, also, it was a waste. Also, it was a waste of a timeout. But if you get the first down, the timeouts don't matter. But I also understand that. But come out. Yeah, it's there's a, it just wasted I, a lot of time. It didn't listen, make any bro, sense. At yeah. the end of the day, give the ball to your best guy. Run a fucking bootleg and tell hey, tell the fucking guy on the hey Nick on the worst defense in the NFL, yeah, on the edge to make a play on Justin Fields. And Ed, they hadn't been Fields, able to set all game. Edge they had not been able to set all game. Get Justin Fields in some space and. Say, hey, bro, if you could tackle my mans here in, in the open field, then that's something we'll have to live with. Yeah. Even if you want to run a quarterback dr- a dive, but just fucking keep the ball in the best, most dynamic, most Go down with Justin Fields. Player in your hand. Exactly. Yeah. Go, down Go down with, with Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Exactly yeah. right. The fact that he doesn't touch the ball, and I get you want to say that, that was an option. It did not look like an option to me, whatever. Um, it, it shouldn't be an option. The option should be Justin Fields or nothing. Yes. And if we lose, if we don't convert, then it's, hey, that's fine. At least we put it in the hands of our best player. Yes. You don't have all that second guessing with the play that you ran because the play that you ran was terrible. Exactly. Again, when you have the option of Justin Fields, you don't have – I don't know who back there. It's Justin Fields, the most dynamic running quarterback in the league. Um, it didn't make any sense, man. And that's Getsy. At this point, are we, are we ready to talk about going forward? Yeah, that's. A, I was just about to transition into going forward. <laughs> yeah. So What do we do here? Point, what what yeah. do we do here? Because – we talked about Nick. We talked about Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. The only thing you can't do is, emba- is, is embarrass the school, embarrass the name, embarrass the logo. The McCaskies will deal with a lot of bullshit losing. They don't have a yo, Nick. As a matter of fact, <laughs> hey, Nick. Actually, let me be clear. They don't even care about losing. Don't care. They don't care about losing. Just don't embarrass the name. Don't 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 have us in the media as a complete mm-hmm. laughing stock bozo. They have no problem, Nick, being the franchise that plays that man. That team plays hard. Man, they, the they they man, they really, monsters, effort, they really man, those guys. The effort that they put out every week, unbelievable. You. <laughs> yeah, Ike, man, I love they the love Bears it. and how hard they try. They they. They don't. They could live with that. Start to be. It start. It's starting to become. This is clearly the worst team in the NFL. Yep. And they're finding new ways to embarrass the organization as a whole. My my vision for what's next is very clear. What do you think about what they should do? Yeah, just to add on to that, right? You and I both do our shit. We watch all the morning shows and all that. And I can tell you, every day last week the Bears were featured in a segment. So when you're at that point where you're on an automatic yeah. setup on get up first take in the NFL, inside the NFL, uh, NFL today, um, you are in the spotlight, and that is the last thing that the Bears want. Ultimately, you got to move on from Getsy. It's just a shitty situation because now you're going to put, what, the fourth person that's been in Fields' ear since he's been here, or third person that's been in his ear since he's been here. So you're essentially punting on this season if you fire your offensive coordinator because there's no yeah, but, way. But, Nick, you don't have to punt on the season. The season's over. Yeah, the season's it's over. Already been, it's been punted already. I mean, you mentally as a team, as a coach, as an organization are saying we are punting on the season if that happens because 
again, you're bringing in a new coordinator or maybe you're promoting the quarterback's coach. I don't know what you're going to do from there, but it's clear it's not clicking with Getsy. You have to make a move after a loss like that. You have to make a move after a start to a season like that. Um, I'd be looking up at the top, though. We talked about the Claypool situation. We talked about losing 14 straight games. We talked about being a defensive head coach with the poorest defense. What is it that you do? You don't. You wanted to be a CEO head coach when you came in, right? I'm not calling offense. I'm not calling defense. I'm running the building. Well, you're not doing that, right? Then you want to fall back on your defensive stuff when Allen Williams has his situation that we still don't know about. Well, you're not really doing a good job of that after two weeks. Then we have the Claypool situation today and yesterday. Well, you're not really managing those situations. Well, you talk about embarrassing the organization. This guy's not doing you any favors. Say what you want to about Lubby, right? Would never. We talk about these guys, these Tomlins, these Rabels, and these guys that just keep the shit together, even when they don't have talent or even when shit's going bad. It's the exact opposite over there. It's one story after another. Two weeks ago, there was literally every single day, there was a new story that came out about the Bears. Each one worse than the one before. So when you're at that point, man, yeah, you got to make a big move. It, it's got to be toxic in there right now. You got equipment getting stolen overnight. You got all types of shit going on over there. And what you don't have happening is winning football games or progress on the football field. So you got to make a move, man. I, I have zero confidence in Eber Flutes. And if I was someone in that locker room, I, I wouldn't be able to see how I would either. Yeah, there. If if anybody in the chat watching has my phone number, DM if you can give me one, like, singular reason why Matt Eberflus should have a job, I'm, I am open ears. There Anything is, he's done. There is zero reason he should have a job. None. Zero. Not a one. That's it. So... This is what Kevin Warren and the gang should do. And there's also stuff floating around. I saw on Twitter that Ryan Poles didn't – it wasn't his idea to hire Eberflus. It was the organizations. And it came from up top and the McCaskies. Well, listen, it, I don't know yeah. if that's the case or not. From from the, the audio, unless Poles is a really good actor, it seemed like that was his guy who we wanted to pick. Now, say that isn't the case, Nick. Say Ryan Poles didn't pick his coach. You shouldn't have taken the job then. Because when you come into a job like that as a GM, you it is clear as day, either I am making the decisions or I don't take the job. So that lands at Ryan Poles' feet regardless. Didn't pick the quarterback, didn't pick the coach, yeah. So if yeah, exactly. So if you're coming into a situation where you can't pick your own, you, you can't pick your own coach and you can't make decisions, then you're not the fucking GM. So you shouldn't take the job. Right. That's where we're at. The two so, most important positions in your in your of your team are your quarterback and your head coach, and you didn't pick either of them, is and, what it's sounding like. And, yeah. And, and, and the and, fact and, that that even comes out tells you again where we're at as an organization. Well, and if that's the but uh, that's if that's the case. That's there's a lot of people trying to reach and, and, and trying to figure out what's right, what's Pull wrong, back what's the old real. clips and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's not? Is he is he acting here? Look at this clip. Do you think that he picked is this his guy? Would a guy that picked his guy talk like this? Yo, but this it's is the shit important. that happens. This is the shit that you start dealing with when you're a joke of a franchise. This 100%. is joke franchise shit. We're in week four of the season. We should be talking about other shit than this. We shouldn't be talking about let's pull a press conference from two years ago when Ryan Poles was hired and trying to figure out if he actually hired Matt Eberflus. It is week four of the NFL, week five of the NFL season. What are we, what are we doing here? 
That's a Un- joke of a franchise. Yes. That's a joke of an. Or- we don't even. That's a joke of an organization. Now I'm going to tell you. Let me let me tell you what I would do. If I'm Kevin Warren, the president, I I, I don't know. Because I, I'll be honest, I, I like a good. I like a, a, a. I like the majority of the moves that Poles has done. He did overpay a linebacker, maybe. He did give up a two for a guy that he's trying now to get a six for. But what overall, line, what linebacker you overplay? Evans. Yeah. Who Evans is, is who I'm referencing. Edmonds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't got an edge. He, he, there's a lot of pieces that he needs to fill, but it's still the first year under Pulse. I love the package. I love the package that he got for uh, Justin Fields, or not Justin Fields, the number one pick. I, I that's a phenomenal deal done by him. So, Which, I, go ahead. Go. No, go ahead. Is it though? Okay, so let me ask you this, and and I guess you can't really put Jalen Carter in that because they did have the opportunity to draft Jalen Carter and just chose not to, and it looks like this guy is going to be Defensive Player of the Year if he stays and uh, you know keeps his nose clean, um, but. We talk about not having an edge rusher. Wasn't there an elite one coming out in the draft? Wasn't Will Anderson considered to be an elite edge rusher? Like, again, I love the trade. I don't have a problem with it, but I can also look back and say, hey, again, we talk about it every single week, our four positions. If you have the chance to knock one of those off, right, you're that much better. So should, could you have just taken no, – knowing where the season's at right now, could you have just taken Will Anderson and said, fuck it, let's start building this defense? So, yeah. Well, I didn't mean to this cut is, you off well, we, that, but. Uh, and I also want to reiterate this. We talked about this last week as well, maybe a couple weeks ago. We have a president who didn't pick the GM or the coach, the GM and the coach who didn't pick the quarterback. So, like, there's a lot of disconnect. Now, I'm trying to think about it in an actual realistic standpoint instead of just saying fire everyone, restart, right? Because I believe – I don't know Ryan Pohl's deal. But I, I would I would assume if you got rid of him this early, you'd owe him quite a bit of money. And we know the McCassies don't want to pay quite a bit of money. So I still think that there's a way to success here with keeping polls around. Because I think it first starts with Eberflus and, and the staff overall. If I'm Kevin Warren and I'm and I'm Ryan Poles. Let me let me let me let me be crystal clear. In a perfect world, I'm firing polls. I'm firing everybody and starting over. But I don't think that's going to happen. So you think so Kevin Warren should come downstairs? One hundred percent. So what? And so and what I'm getting at is, so I'm trying to be realistic here. In an unrealistic world, fire everybody, clean house, start over. What I would actually do right now, because I think polls is going to have to be here for at least an, another year. I'm Kevin Warren. I'm coming down. And I'm telling Poles he needs to fire Iberflus right now. And then I'm telling the inner room, I'm hey Nick, they could go get the motherfucker up the street to inner room. And I'm telling him, I'm looking him in the face, and I'm saying, your your only order is to make sure shit is starting to be run like a team and lose games. I'm trading. Hey. I'm trading every piece of uh, I'm trading every piece of talent that I can. That's that's that that listen to me. I'm trading every piece of talent that I can. That's that's worth something. Like I'm keeping like DJ any 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 anybody that's fringe, I'm moving, I'm moving off of and I'm trying to get value with. 
And I am going to close the year as close to the number one pick as I possibly can. And then I'm going to go get a new coach and a new staff and a new everything. And I'm going to, and I'm going to move and I would have to move off Justin Fields because that staff, you can, I, I never want to see a staff inherit a quarterback ever again. So I'm all, by default, I have to move off Justin Fields. And then that's how we're starting fresh. So next year, we'd have a new coach, a new offense, a new quarterback, and a new everything starting next year. Yeah, and I, I, obviously that's the way I would love to go, but that would be asking the Bears to completely change every single way of how they do business, right? Even starting with what you said about polls, like you're asking them to completely and, – and that's what they were supposed to be doing last year, wasn't it? Wasn't that what last year was? Yeah. Or didn't we didn't we trade away Khalil Mack? Didn't we trade away uh your boy, the black Puerto Rican, uh Robert Quinn? We traded him away. We traded away a bunch of guys, right? To try to get some draft picks, to kind of get some cap relief. <laughs> the black Puerto Rican. <laughs> Shout out yeah. Robert Quinn. Hey, that Robert guy, Quinn, he had man. a good year, man. That was yeah. a good year. Yeah, he was, yeah, great year. That was sell, yeah, sell high. That was a perfect sell high situation. I had no problem with all that. But that's what we were sold before. So I think if that's the plan that you're gonna do, you have to execute it exactly how you did. You cannot have Ryan Poles lead that plan again. He is not allowed to get another rebuild. He's not allowed to get another complete tear. So that you have to wipe it completely out. So that and then Kevin Warren, my understanding with Kevin Warren is Kevin Warren is here to get the stadium, right? That he is not he's not here for football. Um now ultimately he is in charge of the team. And I think he can make that decision because he has that direct line to the McCaskies. But my understanding from everybody I've talked to is that Kevin Phillips, uh, wherever he was coming from prior, he was big in getting the stadium done there, and they know that he's the type of guy to get a stadium done. So, uh, but again, you know, he is the the, the president. He's a businessman. He had the big yeah, he's a businessman. Businessman. Yeah. yeah exactly. Big so, yeah, he's big got the, he's the got, most he's got the juice. conference in, exactly. in, in college sports. But he's a businessman. He's not a, be a part of the Big Ten. He's a he's business not a football guy. man. He's not a football man. Um, but in this case, he's going to have to be because I 100 percent agree with you, man. I think you got to come down at the very least, get rid of Eberflus. I have no problem moving on from polls at this point again because the whole situation is toxic. Get rid of all those guys. Hop on a flight to LAX, ask Mr. Riley how much it's going to cost for him and his quarterback to come to town next year. I know USC gave him $100 million. I know Southern California is a great place to live. I'm sure his wife and kids love it. But, hey, come to Chicago. You can bring Caleb with you. You guys went from Norman to so- Southern California to Chicago together. Come on over here, man, whatever you need. You are in charge of the entire operation of the Chicago Bears. Yes, you're going to have a GM. But you you are you are the guy, right? We clearly don't know what we're doing when it comes to running a football team or playing offensive football for the past 100 years. So come in here. You have your quarterback. You have your pick of the roster. Shit, you can even pick your GM if you want to. Um, whatever it is, but you got to clear everything out. So I'm with you on that. I wasn't I wasn't leaning that way before we started having this conversation. But oh, yeah, I think you got to clear everything. What's the I'm, other I'm at, route? Well, I'm at polls now too. At first, I was like, yeah, polls, but like you know, what? I'm at polls now. I, I just the the like I said, in a perfect world, polls would have to go too. I don't see him going, so I'm trying to think of a way around that piece. Um, like I said, I do like some of the moves that he made, so I think there is a little bit there. But yeah, in a perfect world, you got to pack up everybody. Now well, the Claypool deal I, and the Claypool he's gonna have that the Claypool deal. Yeah, I know. Listen, man, that the Clay the Claypool deal is a disaster. It is. If we're being honest, right? Like if you look at his trades, like he's only had two really big trades. That's the number one pick trade, and that's the Claypool trade. And the Claypool trade is a disaster. Yeah, they're trying. They gave up a two. They're trying to get a, a high a, a two. Five, it was a like a thirty-three. 
A five or a six back. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. A early, it's a bad. early two is actually a cheap one on a cheaper deal, right? So you gave up a very valuable pick to get a guy who I'm sure will probably never play again for the Chicago Bears, if we're being honest. There's no way he plays another game, right? I don't see why. Why would he? He came out and dogged at the first week of the season, gets benched, comes back, doesn't fight for passes, and then there's a no show. Played a lot week. better in week two, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. If he does, I think it's a bad look for everyone else. Absolutely. So, you can't, no, you got you can't you can't have him come back and then look at the locker room and be like, yeah, that's that's not how it works. But yeah, man, the the I can't overstate how big of a disconnection. I would I would I would I would love to hear if there's ever been a time in the NFL other than right now. I'm sure there has been, but this just isn't very it just isn't <laughs> typical to see a new president who didn't hire the GM and the GM picks a coach who didn't pick the quarterback. And the, how was that shit ever supposed to work? You're asking a uh, you're asking people to to be a team and build build something from the ground up, but they didn't pick their team members. You don't get to pick the most important parts of it. Yeah, you it just doesn't work like that. So I think Justin Fields, this is where I'm at on Justin Fields. Does he have talent? Yes. Does it flash here and there? Is he in a bad situation? Yes. Justin Fields has become collateral damage for the staff. He played for Matt Nagy, who didn't like him, didn't want him, didn't think he can play. Wanted to play Andy Dalton. Then he gets a defensive coach and... Shout out Payne Insider. He has mentioned this a couple times that the Colts were going to Nick, the Colts were going to fire Eberflus as a DC. As a DC. And then we hired him as a head coach. That is like a clear narrative that is out there that he wasn't going to make it as a DC. We make him the head coach. So, Justin Good Fields old, is... Uh, that's like our boy that used to be at the Cardinals. Got fired by Texas Tech and then gets hired by the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Cliff, got, Cliff hired Kingsbury. Be, got hired to be an offensive coordinator at USC, but then uh, the Cardinals like, no, 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 come be our head coach. Cliff, King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Also, so, yeah, my fault. Back to Justin Fields. He's become collateral damage of two staffs that didn't, didn't either, didn't know what they were doing, <laughs> didn't know what they were doing, and didn't like him. And now he's back in the same exact position where the team that doesn't really like him, Getsy doesn't really love him, Iberflus doesn't really love him, as far as you I think can tell. That? I do. Okay. I do. I, I Well, look, if you go back to uh, the start of – well, the, go back to last year. Start of the year, they're trying to, like, change his game and manufacture him into some quarterback that he's not. They let him loose in the middle of the season – He's putting up numbers all over the place. Offense is the best in the league for like a four-week stretch. Then after that, they they hey, let's be honest. They tank this, they tank the rest of the season. So they tank the rest of the season. So shit is dead, right? We go and get the first pick. Then they come into this year, and you can tell by the first three weeks, Getsy doesn't trust him. We talked about that. Talked about the play calling. It's all over the place. Let him loose. I know it's against the Broncos, so I don't like. And like I said, I don't really take too too much into it. But 
those play calls and the aggressiveness on first down was clearly uh, different than it was earlier in the season. It was better play calling overall, even if it was against the Broncos. But yeah, overall, I don't think that that Luke Getze sees Justin Fields is not Luke Getze's prototypical quarterback. So Justin Fields has become collateral damage for two bad staffs, two bad offenses. And does he have a little bit of part in that, like talent-wise and, and NFL quarterback level-wise? Sure. He's not off the hook completely, but he's become collateral damage and he'll never get back for the Bears. So Justin Fields is going to have to go because if he he's going to play the rest of the year and under this staff, they're not going to be very fucking good. And it's going to be, yeah, Justin Fields has now started this and this and this amount of games. He's shit and he needs, to, he needs a fresh start to go somewhere else. Well, you watch him. He's defeated. Body language on the sideline is awful. And you talked about this at the press conference a couple of weeks ago. Um, I know you put out today that, you know, you wish that he would show a little bit more personality. I'll push back on that. I feel like he did show a little more personality last week when he answered the question honestly about the coaching. But I told you, this guy will never be honest again. That's why yeah. you don't be honest, because whatever you say is going to be taken, get ran with it. But look, body language on the sideline is terrible, right? He looks defeated. Like, that. That. that's That's not a good sign, man. He's not out there, come on, rah, rah, guys, let's get it going. That's on me. You know, let's get it right back. Let's go ahead. It, it's just kind of like, man, I got to go fucking back out there, you know, and you already know what's going to happen. Before he threw that pick, I said, he's going to throw a pick. It's over with, man. Like, there's no way. I think you would said it, too. Like, there's, there, this is over I with. I said a turnover was loading before the yeah. scoop and score. I said, oh, my God, I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> the turnover's coming. Turn, the turnover's and, coming, yeah. yeah. So and his confidence is completely shot um, as a quarterback. So I think you're right. He has to get out of Chicago and hopefully can resurrect his career somewhere else. And as an organization, yeah. we probably need to move on, which is crazy that we are saying this on October 3rd or October 2nd. It's crazy that we still well, have 13 games left like, of this. And also, it's Nick, like in a perfect world, I would love to see if he could do something with like a real offense and a real coach because he's never had that. Let's be honest. He's never had that. So, but we don't have that luxury now. That, that's, nope. that's been punted. That, that's the problem. I've, I've also talked about this a hundred times. That's the problem when you let Nagy hang around an extra year for no fucking reason whatsoever other than you don't want to pay two coaches. You were such – that will go down as one of as, – as like a turning point like in the franchise. Like what are we actually going to do here? Yeah. Do we really give a fuck about trying to turn this around? And are we about winning? Or are we just going to – Nick – they punted a full NFL calendar like it was a week, like it was a bye week. They, 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 we went into the year dead with a, a, a quarterback in year one. They could have started fresh right then. So it's just all bad. And honestly, bro, the fact that Ryan Poles was still at his post to make that deal is nonsense as well. Ryan I, Poles made a last-ditch effort to save his job, draft went moved up and drafted a quarterback that he thought had talent, and then was not on his, the same lot, page. It's, allowed it's, his coach to not play him. Play him. Yes. 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 It's just Think, like yeah. it's just it's, re, it's 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 insanity, right? So that then kicks off the chain reaction of. Coach doesn't didn't pick the quarterback, quarterback, offensive coordinator, new GM, new president, GM picks 
a, a defensive minded coach whose defense is dog shit. Awful. That's that's so, like, like that. That's yeah. It's it's all it's it's the just defense all has bad gotten worse under Eberflus, and he's a defensive head coach. So like, yo, it's it like, but it's clear as day to me. This shit needs to be reset. Reset it. It's it's completely in shambles. Nick, when your fucking PlayStation's not working and shit's off, you fucking reset it to get the shit back on track. It's no different here, bro. I know the money's at stake, and that's always the linchpin, of course. But, man, this needs to be reset. It's clear as day. Also, let's go back to Eberflus. Nick, go back and watch the, the press conference. There was a clear, pointed question. I don't know who who asked, but they said, hey, Matt, Mr. E- Coach Eberflus, do you feel like you ha- – he said, do you feel like you've done enough and are, like, coaching up to your ability? Like, are, like ha- have you been doing your job good enough for the Chicago Bears to be successful? A perfect opportunity for him to be like, I have been bad. We need to be better. I need to get shit together. I need to run my locker room better. He goes, we all need to do better. Everyone around needs to do their job better. Dude, how many fucking times are we going to go over this? You are the, you literally, as the head coach, are making, I don't even know how much money Eberflus makes. It's fucking too much. Whatever. The Bears coaches are usually the lowest paid in the league, so he's probably who cares. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. He's making a lot of money. He's making a lot of money. Nick, it's almost your job to just get paid every week and go up in the. Your job is to stand in front of the camera and say, "Man, I'm not doing good enough." And then when shit goes well, my guys are locked in. They're playing well. My coaching staff has got these guys so locked in. That's your, that's almost your only job. Keep shit in-house organized. And when shit goes bad, you go out in front of the cameras and you and you take it for everyone. And then when shit's going good, you it has nothing to do with you. And it's about everybody else and who you're putting together. That's it. That is the biggest part of your job. Putting people in the right places. And when they do well, you give them the credit. And when they and when shit goes wrong, you take the L. That's it. Thousand percent. And every opportunity they've given him to do that, he don't. He doesn't have anything. Get this guy out of here, man. Period. That's it. Well, and there's zero results. I mean, forget all that right. other shit. There's right. Zero results. There's right. No results you can actually bank on. The defense hasn't improved, right? There's no. I don't know what his hits philosophy is, but I have not seen any of it. And you add that to everything else, like at least. Maybe you're not the best with the press, right? Or maybe you're not the best locker room manager. But if you're winning ball games, nobody really gives a shit. If people are seeing results, nobody really gives a shit. But when you lose 13 straight, all that other shit comes to light. People start saying, what exactly are you here for? You're not here to mentor Justin. You're not here to hold the locker room accountable. You're not here to coach up the defense. What exactly is it that you do? Other than get up every week and give some bullshit answers and have zero idea what's going on. It reminds yeah. me of, uh, who's remember the Hoiberg? Yeah, Clueless. it's... It's, it's asleep very similar. at the wheel. Asleep at the wheel. I had no idea. Boiling. Bullshit answers. I have no, Boiling. I just have no idea. No, Boiling actually knew what he wanted to do. It just didn't work. <laughs> it was yeah, stupid. Bo- that's actually true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there were things he was trying to do. It was a clear plan. It was just the wrong one. This guy, I don't know what the plan is. I also just don't know what his responsibility is. 
Again, like you said, I got the same challenge. DM me, text me. Let me know what it is that Matt Eberflus does and does well. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, just one thing that that one reason why he should still be the coach. Also, really quick, Eberflus was on ESPN 1000, said that Claypool will not be at House Hall this week uh, going into the short week against the Commanders on Thursday. So that is official. But, yeah, there's no absolutely no reason this dude should keep his job. Three and 18 through 21 games. John Fox was fucking awful. He was seven of 14 in his first 21. John Fox was bad. Talk about, he was literally just collecting a check. They, they brought him in there to be a caretaker. And yeah, he was better than Eberflus. 10 and 11 for Mark Tressman in his first 21. The guy is just, it's just a bad hire. It just goes down as a bad hire. That's it. Let's move on, fire him. Let's get an offensive guy in the building and get rolling. Go go talk to Ben Johnson out in Detroit. That's what we should do. No, for real. Bears go to Washington on Thursday night. Football line sits at six. It opened at six. It's now ticked up to six and a half. I already have a teaser in. I'm taking the Giants tonight plus eight, and I took the Commanders at minus a half point, essentially a pick them. Um, I think we go out to Washington and get and and definitely take a double digit L. Oh my God! See. Did you see them this weekend? That's a scrappy Commanders team. They, they lost play, by three to the best team in one of the best teams in the NFL. They play hard every week as hell. Howell's solid. Hey, listen, Howell's a solid quarterback. Another guy, Ron Rivera, never ever gonna win you a Super Bowl. He has shit in order though. Guys are gonna play hard. He doesn't play that shit. Do you remember? Rest in peace. Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. He must Cut have talked. He he talked he he hung out with Dwayne Haskins for 10 days and said, Yeah, this guy is never gonna play for me. I want nothing to do with that. He makes decisions. He knows how he wants shit to be run. Like, just he's an NFL head coach that he's a he's a fixer. He can get your organization back on track. He's never gonna take it to the next level. He's got the old the old school thinking. He'll get shit on track. Never gonna win you a ton of games. But Iberflus does not 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 none of them. Not none neither. of it. Not none neither. of it. <laughs> you're not gonna win, and you're not gonna yeah. be proud of what you're seeing out there. Yeah. So, so I think that's where I'm at, man. We're, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get out of here. But Justin Fields has now become collateral damage for two bad staffs, two bad hired coaches, two offenses on top of maybe being limited as an NFL head coach. So it's time to reset, clean it out, do whatever you got to do. It's about eating the money and trying to, listen, you can make the franchise right, the McCaskies can and Kevin Warren can, if they want to and if they're willing. You will be able to tell what they want to do here going forward the next six to 12 months for sure for big nick the quick i'm your host sean little no catch on sports talk via chicago week four recap in the books we'll see you guys friday because thursday night the bears are back on national tv to be talked about no catch on sports talk via chicago we'll see y'all later.